Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. We're back. I have had the amazing pleasure of working with the uber-talented co-host, Monica Adair. And we are, I mean, you're still, you've come back for more. This is great. I love it. I love yeah. it here. And you're, you're like, it's like you're like totally, this is your world, you know? This is my chance to meet so many great people yeah. in a short period of time and to get engaged in great ideas. I'm, I, I walk away completely inspired after each session. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've got, now we've got our, our next guest who comes highly recommended from our good friend, Mr. Hemmings. His, Greg has said- He used to be a host here, wasn't he? used he? to be a host. <laughs> you know what's bad is he gonna be, he's going to be co-hosting with someone and he's going to be throwing me under the bus, I can tell it, right? Not you. Um but I'm going to get you to introduce Luis in a second here. Um, but but here's Greg's description. He says, Luis is an awesome cat. He's an introvert that inspires uh, introverts to shine. I met him at Seth Godin's event, Ruckus Maker. So that uh, tells me a lot about Luis. I, I, I am also prepared that at any point this interview may turn to Spanish and I will not have a clue what's being spoken because <laughs> I'm with two people who are uh, who are, who are fluent. Los Mexicanos. Ah, oui, oui. Oh no, si, si. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you introduce our, our, our guest or invite our guest in, Monica? Well, I've only heard great things about Luis Vasquez and he, from what I, like I love his title. He's a creative hustler. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's a creative hustler, a developer, and is it right that you're at LuisBox.com? Is that where we can reach yeah. you, Luis? Yeah. Okay. And what I've heard, and this is interesting because I'm an extrovert and I've forever been, I think, uh, misinterpreting the world as probably extroverts do. And he says that introverts need to stop selling like an extrovert. And, and I think it's interesting that he's going today, Luis is going to tell us a little bit about uh, what he sees as truths that could help introverts in the world today. So can you tell us a little bit what you do, Luis, from your vantage point? Sure, yeah. Um, So I create content that help introverts run their business like introverts. So what happens is a lot of introverts, uh, we're talented, we are very focused, you know, some of us are even genius because of all the little all this alone time we spend with ourselves, right? So we really hone in on specific skill sets. And there are a few, but we're really good at it. A lot of us are engineers. A lot of us are very, very good at what we do. But then we get this idea uh, that, you know, a romantic idea of, I would like to run my own business because then I don't have to leave my house. I don't have to go into an office and work in a corporate office environment. So then we set out to sell and start our business. But what happens is that we underestimate how much people are involved in the selling process. And the natural thing to do is we look up resources and we, okay, we're like, okay, we need to learn how to sell. But most of the selling resources out there online and everywhere else are normally teaching more extroverted 
uh, strategies, right? So then an introvert will overwhelm him or herself and kind of throw up their hands and say, this is hopeless. And they just struggle and they eventually go back to employment. And what happens is that there's a little part of them that always feels like, I wish I could have succeeded. But my whole premise and my whole theory is I'm an introvert and I, I didn't know how good of a salesperson I was until I started getting flooded with a lot of uh, questions from a lot of other freelancing friends um, that knew that I was introverted, introverted, <clears throat> but there are just a lot of different things that I do that minimizes the time that I have to spend in social settings and minimize the time I have to spend with people. But I'm, I'm usually very present. So people don't even assume that I'm an introvert if they don't know me on a deeper level. Hmm. Do, you, so, you, you know, what's so interesting about you're describing what, and, and, and you have two extroverts listening and we're staring at the, e- We're actually fighting we're over the We're fighting over right the next, com- the next, com- like we're, we're, it's, this is so <laughs> funny. Like, cause we're like, like we, this, the booth is set up in such a way that we're staring at each other. Like we're about four <laughs> feet away from each other and we're both like, ah, I'm going to that one next car. Like this. So he typical He did extroverts. just like wave his fist <laughs> in the air to actually get the next. So, so, so I, so only. Well, I, I, there's no reason to what I would. Why, there, there's no. I was gonna say only reason I won the <laughs> chance right. to ask the next question. There is no reason. Um, I'm just being an extrovert, right? Right. So it's just exactly what he's talking about. When did you? When did you? Like what I was curious about, and then I'm gonna back away because Monica will, will tackle me and and and, uh, and and all this scuffling, and she'll get the next conversation, the next question. But when when is it that you? I guess maybe. You know, like I'm always curious about, like, when did you first discover that you were, you know, you know, an introvert, and that how, and that, that you know, that kind of maybe the, the that there's a different worldview, um, you know, from you know, kind of uh, the people that tend to dominate conversations, like like I'm doing right now, um, these extroverts. Like, at what, what what point did that happen? Well, listen, I I grew up uh, in a low income neighborhood in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I grew up. Also very, very Mexican. I went to school with a lot of African-Americans. And I was always quiet growing up. Um, And I didn't even know what introversion was or an introvert was. I barely graduated from high school, to be honest with you. So I wasn't the best kid. But I I came across the word introvert and introversion on like online and an article. And then I, I remember taking a test that someone asked me to take. Um, and I scored like a 90 on introversion levels. So nobody's ever a pure introvert and nobody's a pure extrovert. It's more of a spectrum. And, you know, you either lean towards the introvert side or you lean towards the extrovert side. And if you're dead smack in the middle, you're called an ambivert. And so I found out that I was very introverted, but in the Mexican culture, um, it's very different because introverts that grow up uh, you know, more upper uh, upper middle class or even upper class, they they have very different upbringings from Mexican introverts. I feel because in, in Mexico, like I'm first generation American, my dad is from Mexico, my mom is from Mexico, and what they do is they actually socialize their kids early on because in Mexico, especially where I'm from, 
if you're born poor, you're going to stay poor. If you're born with money, you're going to stay with money. And so the only hope and the only like survival mechanism that we have in our culture is to socialize our kids because sometimes you do get out of that status by who you know, not so much as what you can do. And so I grew up, uh, you know, I have five sisters and two brothers. So imagine being an introvert <laughs> and having five <laughs> sisters and two brothers. No. Um, and then, you know, we, you know, we went to parties and all this other stuff. But where I'm from, for example, the introvert actually dominate. And I think a lot of people have uh, perceptions that extroverts are the ones who dominate, like dominate conversation, sales meetings, all these different things. But I don't think that's true because, for example, I grew up in, in very low income uh, places and, and it's rough. It's a rough place. But normally the quiet ones and the, the guys who are introverts are kind of the alphas. They're the ones that nobody messes with because they might not bark, but they bite. And so it's the same thing in Mexican culture, everything. So when I came into more of the corporate world, I struggled uh, during my professional career because I didn't start out as a freelancer, but I became a developer and I struggled in the corporate environment because of how things were uh, structured. Um, but eventually I learned how to cope and, and I learned how to get, move along, not only as a minority uh, in a, you know, it, it was at the time when I started software engineering, it was very rare to see a Mexican, uh, you know, especially where I'm from. But uh, as I grew and as I got to know people and I got more diverse with my, with my friends and professional, you know, coworkers and stuff like that, I started to learn that, uh, I was an introvert and there was such a thing as introvert extrovert. And so I started out at my business and I wanted to sell like an extrovert and I failed horribly, <laughs> but my uncle's a really good salesman and, and they're ex he's an extrovert and I was trying to emulate him. Fascinating. So yeah. I sold my first project for $150 and a Burger King sandwich <laughs> Now it's a it's a long story, right? But tough, times were tough if I was selling for a Burger King sandwich, right? <laughs> uh, I love Burger King, so hey. Fast forward. <laughs> fast forward. Uh, you know, I sold like three projects within like three months, all low, you know, low price projects, and then I took like three months where I didn't sell anything, and I did some real digging and real like reflection and really just came up with the game plan. Then I sold my fourth project for $40,000 and that was a game changer for me. And ever since then I've sold projects, just high price projects. And I figured out what the secret or the key was to really selling as an introvert. Uh, and I thought that it was normal for freelancers to sell projects at that, at that level. So when people started to, find out how much I was charging or how much I was selling uh, my projects for. I just got a lot of questions. So eventually I started a newsletter and then I kind of honed it in more towards introverts because a lot of my freelancer friends were introverts too. And a lot of things weren't coming as natural to them, but it was because they weren't really being themselves. Yeah. I mean, uh, I love that. And I was wondering for introverts that are listening today and who want to harness their introversion, are there specific I guess, introverted habits that would, that could help them succeed in, in sales or to better interact with their clients? Definitely. So look, this is the introvert's MO. An introvert 
it's hard for introverts to wing something. So they don't do well with improvisation. Like I'm just going to improvise unless it's something that they're really, really familiar with. Hmm. So they, so we're very, we can improvise on subjects or things that we have given a lot of deep thought on. And so once we feel like we are masters of our crafts, then we can improvise all we want. But what happens is a lot of people, they go out to sell and what they do is they talk too much about the technical piece or the craft itself. But the business is, you know, if you're talking like with a businessman, he has, he doesn't care about how it works and the ins and outs and the engineering aspect or the art aspect or anything. All he wants to know is how is this going to help me? And so I would say that an introvert's quality, what we have is we have very, very, it's natural for us to just really think deeply about things and really focus and observe because we're just kind of, you know, soaking up an environment. And I would say that if you spend more time focusing on who you're selling to and really getting to know their needs, their wants, and developing like a persona, I think that selling will just come so natural to any introvert that spends the time to really dissect who they're uh, trying to do business with. Well, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. And um, you know what? I it's so interesting because people, you know, and again, you you mentioned you say this perfectly, which is like there is a spectrum, right? And and where people fit, but this idea that that kind of extreme extrovert is going to be better at selling, um, I think, is just such a fallacy because you know it's like some of you know some of our greatest strengths. So, for example, to be to be to to wing it. And to be, you know, very verbal, highly verbal, um, that's great. But you know, that also comes at a cost potentially too, right? Where you're not, you know, recognize what right. your audience wants. You're not listening. You know, all those really important things. Um, so I think, you know, extroverts have as much to learn from introverts as you know. And I think we can both learn from each other, right? And um, exactly. I, I re- and, and you know, here's here's where I started learning. And I wouldn't, I don't know. Like I've done uh, the MBT Myers Briggs, you know, and, and I look at the the extroversion introversion scale. And I kind of, I fall on the certainly on the extroversion side, but not as far as I thought, which I thought was interesting. Probably closer to the ambivert that you described earlier, Luis. Um, but but, yeah. but what I learned from um, there's a, a a great book out there, and I was just trying to Google it, to, and I, I can't find it. But I think I want to say the author's like Susan Kane. Does that sound familiar? And this, oh yeah, the hidden quiet. Pa- yep. Yeah, quiet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the hidden power of introverts. And my brother gave it to me, and my brother would be a little more further uh, down, you know, closer to the introversion scale than I would in some respects. But it was such a brilliant book. And but the the thing I, that struck me. Luis, in that was not so much what we can, what what extroverts can learn from introverts, honestly, but this world that's been created, like that, you know. And you've read the book, but you know, when the description of, I think, is it, um, um, you know, like the Harvard Business School, but just like all these, you know, these these systems that have been set up, you know, in terms of higher education that are really set up to not. Um, you know, for the extroverts versus you know, um, harnessing and leveraging the power of introverts. That that that's what was most shocking yeah. to me. Does it does that does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you see it in the corporate environments. You see it in open office spaces. Even in like, you know, right. we'll see like an office, and everyone tries to be like Google, right? But the fact of the matter is, like, Google is very let's always be interacting, let's connect, let's collaborate. And 
I'll be honest, you know, I am a team player, but I am the team player that says, okay, let's huddle when we need to make an important decision. Let's delegate and I take care of my stuff. You take care of yours. And then mm-hmm. we come back and, and put it together. But I don't have to be constantly messaging. You know, I just talked about how I had like a, I had a social media fast um, right. where I just disconnect from everything. Right. Because it's too much stimulation for me. I, I need time to just clear my head and focus. Well, and, and I enjoy the time alone. And, and, and knowing where you get your energy from. And, and, and what I was, and, and Monica's going to jump here a second. What, but what I found, you know, like the other thing is I know um, where I started learning um, for myself to maybe the limits of my extroversion is when I would facilitate um, a, a workshop. Um, and or co-facilitate, and and actually we have someone, uh, Monica, in common, Marilyn, who you know, who's who's one of my a good friend of ours, and was my executive coach and your at coach, one point, yeah, mm-hmm. um, who's a colleague of mine, and she would, um, she is much further on the extroversion scale, and I remember we would both be co-facilitating at the end of the workshop. Louise, she would be just vibrating and just pumped and I would be exhausted. Like I'm spent. Like I don't want to talk. <laughs> like I want to go have a beer and right. relax. And then I started realizing. Wow, I thought I was an extra. You know what I mean? So I realized that yeah, maybe I'm yeah. further down the scale. So, but um, but yeah, I'm certainly hearing no, you there. That makes a lot of sense. I think Dave's on a sliding scale. I keep pulling yeah. him to the extrovert world, and he can. He, he's great. He work. He can mediate. I'll go back he's and forth. Phenomenal yeah. mediator. But I, but yeah. No, I said the the great thing is that I think that a lot of introverts feel hopeless too in social settings, like like the con- the infamous conference or seminars that are like two or three days long. I mean. I feel that the key to introverts surviving in that is one, I, I do feel like being in social settings is lot, a lot like developing a muscle. I think that when you practice, you learn how much time it takes for you to prepare for an environment like that and then what it takes for you to wind down and to recharge. Um, for example, before, before I was a, a web developer, software engineer, what I did was I was a professional breakdancer. And as a breakdancer, performing in front of crowds, thousands of people sometimes. I used to do shows sometimes for the NBA. And you would never think that this guy is an introvert, but it, it really, I developed like a muscle to know that, okay, today I'm going to perform. I'm going to be interacting with a bunch of people, stuff like this for an amount of hours. And so I knew exactly how to prepare for that. And I think that people could do the same thing for work for business, for selling, for all of that stuff is if they can prepare and learn how to develop that muscle, you'll still be drained, but you'll, the recovery time will be a lot quicker if you know exactly how to recover after that. I think it, if you can spin on your head, it's probably a good way to throw off the, throw off the extroverts anyway. <laughs> I hear you're pretty good at that. Right. Um, the signature move. Exactly. So for the <laughs> extroverts listening, is there anything that you would want to tell them or help extroverts to understand or know about introverts? Yeah, definitely. Look, uh, I believe that we can learn from each other. So this is not an introvert versus extrovert conversation. <laughs> what it is is extroverts, uh, extroverts, what I admire extroverts. I mean, my, I said my uncle, I've learned a lot of selling principles from my uncle, who is extremely extrovert. This guy, he can be super tired, but you get two or three people around him and then more people. And this guy lights up and he's just on fire for hours at a time. And I'm like the polar opposite of him, but we still sell very effectively, both of us. And I've learned a lot from an extrovert, but I think a lot of extroverts, what they feel, I feel 
from introverts is I think the world has this perception of an introvert as being shy. And in reality, I think it's to the point where even introverts think that they're shy. But in reality, shyness is really, if you study it on a psychological level, it's, it's a sign of insecurity. And so a lot of introverts aren't really even insecure, even though they feel like they are. But it's because they feel like they need to be more extroverted. And so they're out of their element. I would say yeah. that insecurity. Hmm. Yeah, I think insecurity magnifies an extrovert as well as an introvert. As far as an extrovert who is insecure will talk your ear off. An introvert who's insecure will not say a, a nothing, a word. <laughs> so that's so true. Well, I guess, I guess what I would say is for extroverts, not to assume that because someone isn't talking that they're insecure or that they need help, but I would say that when they ask them a question, like as this happens all the time, when someone asks an introvert a question, sometimes the introvert needs to kind of think about what they're going to say because they're so calculated and they operate on this. I need to be prepared to make, be most effective in what I'm about to say. I think to just pause and to give them room or space to do their work or talk or converse, I think that is, uh, I think that's key to having a good relationship with an introvert because sometimes I feel like extroverts will get either impatient and try to finish people's sentences or answer for them. And I'd say, just let them be them, and then you can be you, and we'll all get along. <laughs> so so just one quick comment for me, and then I think Monica mm -hmm. is going to, because unfortunately we're coming to the, towards the end of the interview, she's going to wrap, and, and for the Spanish community that listens to our podcast, it will be en español. Is that right? <laughs> um, but, you know, you're, you're, Luis, like, you know, here's what's really interesting um, for me. Is that um, so? So I'm a I'm a I'm a coach, a business coach, or an executive coach, and uh, we often teach people coaching skills. And one of the things you know when we're talking about you know asking powerful questions and listening with the intent to understand versus the intent to respond, um, we talk about you know the power of having using silence. And so, in other words, when you ask right. a powerful question, you know you whether the person's an introvert or extrovert. You, you need to give them time to process it if it's that powerful where they're actually coming up with maybe something new, right? Like, and, and I'm, all, I'm often a little suspicious of people that give me rapid fire answers, right? Like, are you really, you know, so I go, sometimes I got to change the question. So in the workshop, when we're teaching people this, we often talk about silence and people, and we try to get a sense of people's comfort with silence. And I think you can, and, and, and you know, it's not fair to say it's 100% one way or the other, but but you see the, the, the different comfort level of silence, whether a person maybe is more comfortable in their own skin as an introvert or, or, or really needs to be expressive all the time. And I find that the extroverts are less comfortable with silence. And we actually do an exercise where we, we get people to face each other and just be silent for one minute. And the, 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 people, the, the discomfort that creates for some people is just shocking. So it just kind of, you know, just I'm just uh, building on that, the idea, you know, where give people a chance to at least process properly, right? <laughs> Regardless of their introversion or extroversion. So um, really good point right. there. Really awesome. beautiful point there. Yeah, and Dave and I think, uh, you know, come going to our takeaways, I think Dave and I were also talking earlier about just operating on your MO to get the most of your creativity, to get the most in terms of your confidence, your comfort level, and to really enjoy life. And I think you really tackled a lot of those mm. lessons in terms of 
owning the way that you operate. And, and that's, uh, I think that's really valuable for our listeners. How do we learn more? How do our listeners learn more about you, Louise? What's the best, um, the best way? Yeah. You can go, yeah, you can go to louisefox.com. It will soon be themightyintrovert.com. So I'm oh, rebranding it and I'm love that. it. So Very good. Did, the Mighty yeah, Introvert.com. Yeah, Beautiful. I'm going to try to get the Mighty Extrovert, but that's fine. That's fine. They can be dueling. I'm going to buy it and redirect nope. it to the and sell it to me. <laughs> dueling You're going to sell it to me dueling like an domain. introvert would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much for your your time today. Um, I mean, this is a this is I believe this is a really important topic, and and the way you express it, and um, I can see why why Greg enjoyed meeting you, and and I'm sure he's I'm sure he's had multiple efforts trying to get you on, so I'm so glad you made it. Um, it is more fun, Luis, without Greg here, though, isn't it? <laughs> let's just say it. Let's get it live. Is it? Yes. Yes, we're hey, we're we're gonna, gonna, no, we miss Greg. Greg, Awesome, awesome. Well, muchas gracias por todo, y hasta la próxima. And I hope we can uh, we can connect, and we want to see these uh, moves. Don't be a retired break dancer quite yet. We see that you're retired. No, no, I, yeah, yeah. Next time, next time I, I break and I have a, a clip, I will send it to you guys. How about that? Awesome, love it. We'll awesome. post it. Yeah, we're, we're on it. Thanks so much, Luis. Thanks, Luis. Perfect. See you later. Okay. Hasta luego. Have a good one, guys. Bye-bye. You've, you've, you've spoke Spanish before. <laughs> well, I, just for today, I learned it. You just learned yeah. it today. See, that's how brilliant. That's this, what I'm committed. You know, I'm like committed that, to the raised, boiling point. You've raised the bar for us here as hosts. Like, I mean, she just on Didn't the Greg whim. set the bar? What's that? Greg set the bar, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're having fun just oh. throwing him under the bus. Where are you? I, he's listening. I know he's listening. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's going um, uh, so to can I May, may I do a takeaway and then you, you, you yeah, can please. wrap it up yeah, for no, us? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, you know what? I, I, well, first off, you know when you like, and, and most people like we're interviewing we're these great people, and and then like Luis is just something just that just draws you in, right? Mm. Like he just kind of got away, and it's just interesting to hear his story and the background and humble beginnings and all that kind of stuff, and you know learning about himself and then using that to help teach others. I just love that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and and um, just the creativity that goes into that. And I just think there's so much to learn by you know you know the diversity we we bring, the strengths we bring to 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 work and to life and all that kind of stuff, and just embracing that. That's that was my no, and I minor. think it was what we were talking about earlier. And I agree. I think that's the ability for the balanced conversation that brings kind of the reflection. So if, you know, the extrovert in myself or in the, you know, the spectrum that you're on, that we can maybe wing it and go quickly into some of those topics, the introverts kind of bring us in to reflect and to take a different approach. And I think that's what's, like you said, it's not an us versus them. It's a comp, it's a, it's complementary approach Mm -hmm. to kind of create a really diverse and kind of more Beautiful and adaptive world, right? Absolutely, and 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 well, and you had a really. Uh, uh, I know we're kind of time, but you you know, would you be able to, or would you be comfortable sharing kind of the learning you had in terms of your own work environment? Well, I think that was interesting about our team. Uh, Dave and I were talking a little earlier about uh, that some of for a long time, and this is just being narrow minded about how everybody would approach a creative problem. So, in our creative brainstorming sessions. 
we would bring the team up. And what we were getting from some people on our team was a little bit of just silence. So where we were expecting multiple ideas coming out and just a flurry of brainstorming, as they say, it was a little silence and silenced. And then what we realized is that we started to profile people and realized that some of them were introverts or actually tackled information in a different way. So, mm. of course, I sound like everyone had to understand the world in the way that I did. But mm. what we began to realize is that people just interpreted information differently, needed more time. And then if you presented the problem the day before, the next day they would come to the table rich with information. So no one is more creative than any other person. It's just how you actually... Uh, process or develop information and letting people operate on their MOs. Yeah. And I think that's what we learned a lot from Luis today yeah. was that get get to kind of own what makes you great, yeah. not someone else. Well, um, for, pe- for people that are probably interested, like what you said, mentioned assessment. And, you know, why don't we give a little plug to the assessment and, and who you got Yeah, I think, well, we did a, a Colby. It's yeah. test, not your, uh, it's your cognitive. So it's something that doesn't change over your life, but it is uh, basically how you will act or behave in a moment of action. So it's 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 interesting. It's called Colby. K-O-L- your Colby your Colby strengths. K O L B E, right? K O L B E. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. We found awesome. it very valuable for learning to help people understand where their MOs are, our own MOs, and to operate within your strengths. Over to you to to uh, say goodbye to our guests. And, and, well, and, I think and this the, is my last week. Is this my last week, or does, you, you, is Greg well, still? No, no, like I was going to say, you're going to tell us at this point if if I can be with you next week on the bowling. Well, point. let's let's decide now. Should we get Greg for next week, or should we bring me back? <laughs> let's just have it. You you choose. It's uh, up to you. <laughs> okay, it's up to me. I'm going to pick you for one more week, Monica. Oh, that's so much fun. Oh. You, you know they're going to get us back so bad, yeah. right? Because yeah. we will have Greg. And, and, and potentially Monica's husband Stephen in, and they are just going to roast us. But they're so going to try. So we they're going to try. We got to do our best. All right. Well, thanks for having me. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out LeadershipUnleashed.ca or VisionCoachingInc.com, and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit HemmingsHouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.